Tēnā koea, nau mai, haere mai, my name is Will Appleby and you're listening to Animal Matters. Guy Fawkes Day has come and gone, but you'd be forgiven for missing it. The exit of the warehouse from the fireworks market and supply chain issues has meant small retailers have struggled to meet demand. And the most recent New Zealand Trotting Cup in Christchurch was eerily quiet due to COVID-19 restrictions. But the impacts of the coronavirus on the wider racing industry is little relief for animals. Animal Matters is brought to you by Safe for Animals. We release new episodes every week, so make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify or whatever your favourite podcast platform is. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at safe.org.nz forward slash animal matters. Last week we spoke with Amy Taylor and Chris Hudawai about their new documentary Milked. It just had its opening weekend last Sunday to a sold-out audience in Dunedin as part of the New Zealand International Film Festival. It screens in Christchurch this weekend. Predictably, the film has had some blowback on social media from those opposed to the movie's message. But Hudawai revealed on the project on TV3 that some who had featured in the film had received death threats from members of the dairy industry. Many of the whistleblowers and people that we interviewed for the documentary have received, of course, uh, death threats, you know, bullets in their letterboxes, things like that. We're anticipating blowback, but we just hope that anyone who feels threatened uh, by the film, that they actually watch the film and understand that we're trying to bring this conversation up so that we can all have a mature discussion about where to go from here. A discussion that involves everyone. The producers announced this week a partnership with international distribution company Beyond, stating that their goal has always been a global streaming platform. No doubt the noise will only grow louder from the dairy industry when Milk makes its way onto the likes of Netflix or Amazon Prime. Remember, remember the 5th of November, because you should probably keep your cats inside. And that includes the three days leading up to it. November 5 is of course Guy Fawkes Day, and it's the only time of the year that members of the public can purchase fireworks in Aotearoa, beginning on November 2nd. Calls to ban the sale of fireworks to the public have been growing increasingly louder in recent times. SAFE presented to a select committee last year to advocate for a ban on the private sale and use of fireworks, along with the SBCA, New Zealand Police, Fire and Emergency New Zealand, Auckland Council, the New Zealand Veterinary Association and Local Government New Zealand. SBCA Chief Executive Andrea Midgen issued fresh calls for a ban last week and expressed her frustration by a lack of action from lawmakers. Every year, the SBCA witnesses animals suffering from severe distress caused by loud explosions or deliberate acts of cruelty by using fireworks on animals. Chief Veterinary Officer Helen Beatty from the New Zealand Veterinary Association said every year clinics treated animals that had been injured and traumatised by fireworks, with some animals presenting with horrific life-threatening injuries. Despite the evidence, there's little appetite in Parliament to ban the private sale of fireworks. So it's inevitable, at least for now, for four days every year, the sound of fireworks will rupture the evening sky. 
although the cultural significance of fireworks appears to be fizzling out. I've personally found Guy Fawkes to be pretty uneventful last week, with very few intermittent bursts of fireworks in my neighbourhood. Of course, my anecdotal evidence isn't representative of the whole country, but the broader evidence shows there is significant pressure on the shrinking fireworks market. In 2019, Countdown stopped selling fireworks, and earlier this year, the warehouse announced that they would stop too. The exit of the warehouse from the fireworks market wasn't insignificant. For years, it was the go-to store to buy fireworks for many New Zealanders. Imports of fireworks have been declining since 2016. And following a review, the warehouse found that its customers preferred attending public firework displays rather than buying their own. More than a quarter of those surveyed didn't participate in fireworks at all. According to Newsroom, without these two big nationwide brands, supplier fireworks fell to a handful of smaller retailers who have the added pressure of managing COVID-19 supply chain woes. The increases in costs and supply issues have prompted some small operators to follow the lead of the big players and exit the market as well. Putting aside the COVID-19 supply issues, I imagine most, if not all, of the smaller retailers were completely caught off guard by the warehouse's plans to exit the fireworks market, and they wouldn't have had time to place additional orders. You can bet they'll be more prepared next year. One fireworks retailer told Newsroom that the industry had become a wild west in recent years, with a low bar to entry for private retailers. Some of those players will be eager to fill the space left vacant by the warehouse and countdown, if they can stomach the increased costs and overheads. Do we want to leave the sale of fireworks to less savoury characters though? The private sale of fireworks is another example where the private sector and public opinion is moving faster than the government. Colony cages is another example. While the warehouse and countdown's exit from the fireworks market is commendable, we still have a long way to go to protect animals from firework-related harm. Last week was the annual Melbourne Cup. Australia's most famous thoroughbred horse race that's become increasingly controversial in recent years. The ill treatment of horses in the Australian racing industry only made the calls for a ban even louder across the ditch and prompted Taylor Swift to pull out of a Melbourne Cup performance in 2019. This year's Melbourne Cup also failed to escape controversy. On Tuesday last week, Very Elegant came first in the Melbourne Cup. It's a glitzy affair, and her trainer, Chris Waller, took the opportunity to party at Flemington. But while the champagne was flowing, the grinder, another horse trained by Waller, was shot on the track after suffering a horrific injury at the Royal Randwick Racecourse in Sydney. The Melbourne Cup also saw Traley Rose taken to hospital with an injured leg, and Persan suffered heat stress. This week in Christchurch, we just had the New Zealand Trotting Cup. In past years, you could be forgiven for confusing the two events. Known colloquially as Cup Day, for most people who attend in Christchurch, is a chance to dress up in their best H&M suit or dress and pretend that they're aristocracy. By the day's end, they've filled their Instagram, bragging about the high life, while they excessively drink cheap champagne. This year was different though. COVID-19 alert level 2 restrictions 
meant that the main lawn, which would usually see 20,000 attendees, was deserted. Whenever money or fame are involved, the welfare of an animal comes second. Moves to end the use of horses at the Olympic pentathlon are promising, after a horse was punched earlier this year. But there is still a long way to go to protect horses. Last month alone, there were 47 charges against jockeys for breaching rules on whip use. Some of those jockeys were charged more than once in the same month. Last year, a research team at the University of Sydney examined horse and human skin and found no significant difference in the concentration of nerve endings in the outer surface layer of skin. They also found no significant difference between humans and horses in the average thickness of this outer layer. Imagine your skin was so sensitive that you could feel the tiniest insects land on you. Now imagine how it must feel to be whipped repeatedly in the name of entertainment. That's the life for a horse in the racing industry. Thank you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, Aotearoa's leading animal rights organisation and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Make sure you subscribe to stay across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, mate wam.